everyone. Welcome back. Did you like that little interview with the little soundbite in there? Well, we decided to play the whole Master Co. Uh, interview for you and not mess with putting it in the newsletter and all of that. So you got the whole thing. Actually, he's going to be joining us again. But right now, I am thrilled to be having a conversation. To, you know, today's show, today's Monday. And so we've been doing a number of shows, conversations with what I call uh, truth. And so you got to hear from Deepak Chopra. You got to hear from Master Co. And now you're going to hear from uh, two incredible people, their book, Numero Uno, Numero Uno, bestseller on Amazon, Take Me to Truth, Undergoing the Ego. Number one on Amazon. You would think, how does a book get to be number one on Amazon? Well, let me tell you how it gets to be number one on Amazon. First of all, you have a book that is not only of interest to people, but it is a book that taps into what so many people have been feeling for themselves. And so if you go to the website, takemetotruth.com, what you'll find is not only a number of testimonials, but you'll find some very excited people talking about something that they felt and they've believed all their lives. And so we are joined here today, and I love this because people say to me, you know, what is it about you? What is that Australian connection? I mean, what, you know, what, what is that? Are you going to move? Well, I don't know if I'm going to move or not. I don't think I, I'm going to move. But definitely what I want to say is when you get to be in the presence of and be part of uh, an experience and a change that is going on in the world, you want to be part of that change with two people, Tomas Vieira and Nuke Sanchez. Joining me here today, take me to truth, undergoing the ego. Now, for many of you, you've heard my conversations with them before. They've been on the show, but I want to say that this is a book that reached number one on Amazon because it is touching the lives and the souls of so many people. I want to thank you both for joining us here today. G'day, Pat. How you going? Uh, good day. <laughs> <laughs> Number one on Amazon. Hey, thank you. That's very Number kind. Number one. Somebody said to me, no one, no one that you have on the show. Yeah, you know, the folks you have on the show, they never get to number one on Amazon. I said, you obviously don't listen to the show that often, but it is a major accomplishment. And before we get into the book itself, I want to ask you this question. Why do you think that the book is what, in its fourth printing, yep. has become so popular? And I don't think that's slowing down. Yeah, no, it doesn't seem to be slowing down. And, and I think it's, it's really a case of uh, timing. Uh, I think the, we've evolved to a stage where now we, we want to find a direct and quick pathway to truth. And I think that uh, this is what's resonating with people. They pick it up and they get that sense, I guess. And, and certainly the feedback we've been getting from people is that kind of, aha, at last, <laughs> here it is. This is what we've been looking for, you know, because um, it's, it's very experiential and, and in reading it, People can resonate with uh, the situations and scenarios and the trials and tribulations of, of life. So I think they get that sense that it's very real and that they're encountering a couple of people who have, uh, you know, walked that pathway and have been determined to try and find that truth. And, and that's why we wrote it was to be able to share it, because it is such a circuitous path if we don't know which way to go. 
Um, sometimes the flags aren't very clear and the directions aren't very clear. We've got to figure it out for ourselves, which is true for all of us. But in this book, what we try to do is say, you know, here are some clear and consistent uh, guidelines. So whatever is your dogma, religious belief, etc., it doesn't matter. It's going to work for you. Uh, thank you for joining us here today. Uh, let's talk about the the idea of getting to truth. Let's talk about it in the context that you've written the book and, of course, in the way that you're traveling the country. It, truth is a very powerful word and has been sometimes subjective for so many people. But there is a common thread that we all relate to. Would you talk about that? Sure. Yeah. Uh, well, Pat. Number one is that the type of truth that most of us are familiar with is relative truth. It's the truth that changes every day. You know, when, like when we're younger, we have one set of beliefs, one set of truths, and then as we grow up, those truths change, and and they're no longer relevant anymore. And some something that might have worked for us a few years ago doesn't work for us now. Something that we were in love with a few years ago might be causing us a lot of suffering now. So relative truth within the realm of the relative world that we're talking about here just doesn't cut it. The type of truth that we're pointing to with the book, Take Me to Truth, is, is the, the truth that is not relative. It's truth that, that is eternal. It's the truth of who we are. It's the love, the joy and the peace that is who we are individually. But most of us can't get to it because daily we're bogged down by trying to work through um, you know, this huge mass of relative truth and we can't make any sense of it. And this is why, we, as the book says, Take Me to Truth, Undoing the Ego, it's about looking at what is causing us to be bogged down in relative truth. And it is the ego or what we term the mistaken identity that we've grown Mm-hmm. Uh, to believe it's who we are, it's not who we are. Mm-hmm. And I guess that's the good news, is that there is only one block, and there is only one thing for us to do, and that one thing is to wake up, and how we wake up is by undoing the ego. Well, let's talk about the punchline, because there is a punchline. And many people would say, you, you know, that undoing the ego, what, that, what does that mean? But there is a huge payoff for being able to awaken in this way. I would love to hear from you. What are the doors that open based on that awakening? And what are the ones that close? Well, the the good news is the ones that close are conflict and pain and suffering. All right, I'm all for that. (laughs) That that is the number one payoff. Um, And the flip side of that is peace. Because once we've undone the ego... Um, what, what happens is that, of course, our attachments fall away. We learn to detach. We learn to see that, you know, there is nothing more that we would like in this world than to be experiencing peace. We want to prioritize peace above all else. Now, this doesn't mean that we're just going to, you know, because the ego gets scared when it hears that, because what it perceives is that, oh, my God, you know, so are all my interests in Latin salsa dancing and uh, whatever going to fall away, and I'm just going to go sit in the corner and be, be peaceful? No, it's not about that. But what it is about is, is through the detachment and through the relinquishment of what is no longer serving us, i.e. what's causing us pain, suffering, anxiety, we can then turn our life over to 
to that of Holy Spirit, if you like. Because each of us does have a function in this life, a unique function in this life. And that's going to be there. And that's going to be fueled by that passion. But it's, it's a sustainable passion. It's, it's something that comes from our joining with the universal source. Right? So it's not something that can ever be threatened. And so we're going to be still doing. But currently, we live a life of doing to keep ourselves busy so that we don't have to encounter what the ego would call emptiness. The flip side of emptiness is actually the Holy Spirit's peace. And, but we don't know that. So what we say is, oh my God, don't let me be still because then I'll have to encounter the fact that I'm actually dead. <laughs> but we're not, right? And what it is is peace, and we resist peace like all get up. <laughs> well, you know, it's an unfamiliar territory. Yeah. For most people, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, you know, we're 24-7. The mind is going bigger, better, more, faster, and yeah. off we go. Yeah. Uh, and so the question that uh, I think is, is most important is this. You know, can we walk away from the busyness, go to that place of awakening, that place of truth, and still manifest everything we desire in this life? Yes. I think that the answer is yes, but there would be one qualification, All and right. that would be which I wants to do the manifesting. Because, you see, if, if the manifesting is done without undoing the ego, then it doesn't matter what we manifest. We are still going to have pain, suffering, and anxiety. However, if we, if we allow ourselves, if we're vulnerable enough to actually allow the undoing of our ego, then what will happen is that what gets manifested is really in sync with our spirit, is really in sync with Holy Spirit, the universal source, whatever we want to call it. And so therefore, in fact, um, no effort will be required then because you're just doing your thing, right? And, uh, and everything in, in the universe is going to conspire to help you to achieve that because the universe also wants what's best for us, right? It wants us to be out there doing our thing in sync, in relationship with Holy Spirit. So, so. You know, so that's the question that, you know, I want to address. And that is the conspiracy theory. I mean, I know there was a movie about that, but there's a different conspiracy theory. And that is that the universe conspires for our greater good, not for our demise. Yeah. Isn't that huge? Isn't that a huge ego uh, awakening that has to happen where the ego lets go of this? You know, uh, I'm having a bad day. I'm having a bad life. I'm having a bad year. <laughs> I mean, you know, we could go on and on with, you know, uh, you, 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 with all of the things that have to do with what we don't have. Yeah, so, so true. And that's its game plan, right? This, the ego, the yeah. false self that we, that we believe we are is continually looking outside for the answers, um, looking outside to get something. I mean, that's part of its motto is to get. But then the secret underneath is uh, seek and do not find. And yet, as you quite rightly said, the real truth is that the universe is sitting there waiting and doing its utmost to attract us to it so that we can have all that we are and we can achieve our potential in this life in terms of a, that special function that each of us has. 
Some of us, like yourself, have it in communications. You know, others will have it in art. Others will have it in whatever. But I think that's, that's, that's something that we need to say because most people out there say they want to uh, feel peace and, and, uh, and know God and know themselves or whatever. But underneath there is this still underlying quiet belief that says, but do I have to give up something for it? And the answer is no. There is actually no giving up. Because as we, as we un- undergo the undoing, what we found was that what we find is that what we thought we were going to give up as valuable wasn't valuable anyway. Yeah, it's like who who actually needs all of it. So you know, and when we look at this, and we and we take a look at the book for for a minute, and the the lecturing that you're doing, I want to take a minute to let people first of all know the website, and also to let them know that you're going to be touring, uh, and there are ways for people to uh, connect with you in person. So let's give out that information. Sure. Um, all our tour dates are on our website, which is www.takemetotruth.com. And amongst places that we'll be at, uh, I'll just rattle off a few. We're starting off in Seattle on March the 22nd, so we'd like everybody up, up there, down there, to come on down and join us. We're going to be in Indianapolis. We're going to be in Atlanta, Georgia, Denver, uh, Baltimore, um, out at Hot Springs, Arizona. Uh, I mean, Arkansas. We're going to be up at Rhode Island. We're going back to New York a couple of times. And in fact, we're going to be giving a five-day intensive at the Omega Institute in upstate New York. So that's something we're really excited about. We're going back to Boston and Keele, Wisconsin, back up to Portland. So we're going to be around, and we'd love your listeners to come out and and join us. It's a mix. Some of those are one-day seminars. And uh, some of them are two or more day, more intensive workshops for people that really want to to go much deeper and actually do some of the identification of the ego and uh, and how to relinquish it in practice over a number of days. Well, you know, I, I certainly want to thank you for, for joining us here today. Uh, and, you know, as we talk about on this show, we talk about living in the world of unlimited possibilities. In living, to, living in the world of where, you know, infinity is not something that happens every once in a while, but infinite possibilities happen on a regular basis. How, can, how does this demonstrate when we let go of the ego? Yeah, I guess um, the way the ego works in in our lives now is that it 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 uh, it appears that life is random. So today we might get something that makes us really happy, and tomorrow something else falls away, and then we're sad and unhappy, uh, and it's always like that. It's, so it seems that a it's random, and and b you have to be out there pushing, fighting for your piece of whatever it is that you think is valuable. And yet, when we undo the ego, when we allow ourselves to face up to certain facts, uh, some of those facts being that, uh, you know, this really is just an illusion. You know, we can wake up from this. And when we wake up from this, it's like we can have the happy dream. And that's the goal, right? While we're here in form, as you talk about, in this life, Part of that is that we can have that happy dream, which is to be able to have it all. And what does that mean by have it all? Well, that means that that confusion is no longer there. We understand the purpose of what goes on in in this realm. We're able to see that everything is either an act of love 
or it's a cry for love. And so therefore, there is only one response that's required, which is forgiveness and love, extension of love. And the other thing is that we learn to have this capacity to give. We realize that giving is getting. Mm. In this realm, we currently go, hey, man, I've got to be out there getting my bit. <laughs> and, and that's just struggle, right? And yes, you might attain it. But it's, it's like once you attain it, you start looking around to see how you have to protect it. What fortifications do you have to build around what you've got? So there's no peace and no joy in that. However, when we undo the ego, then what happens is that we recognize and we're able to see that giving is getting, and it just multiplies then. Now we start, now we start having an upward spiral instead of a downward spiral. We continue to attract more because we're giving more, and we recognize that there's no, that giving is not limited. See, in, the, in our ego world right now, Right? We all manipulate, we all do our calculations. Oh, if I give 25% here, I might get a 50% return. That's good. I'll go for that. Whereas when we're working in spirit, we give because we want to give. And we don't expect a return. We're giving from the joy of giving. And then from left field comes something. And the next day, something else comes through. And it just keeps building like that, which gives us the confidence to continue giving. And, and in that giving, can I mention that we're also including forgiving. Absolutely. Wow. Thank you both for joining us here today. We look forward to chatting with you again. Everyone go to TakeMeToTruth.com. Don't touch that dial. Guess who's coming up? Jerry O'Connor. We'll, we'll be back tomorrow. Oh,